What's up, guys? Welcome to the American Sports Podcast. It's Sam here today with Timmy again for episode number two um, with him. And we're going to be discussing the NFL trade line today. It's already passed. It ended on Tuesday, I believe. So this is two days after the fact being recorded on Thursday, which is the night of Eagles-Texans, which we, you know, I don't know if that yeah. worth watching. I mean... I, I happen to have Amazon Prime, so I, I might be tuning in if I have nothing better maybe, to do. But maybe. Uh, maybe, maybe the Texans will be wearing uh, the cool red helmets this time. So that that, mm. that could be worth tuning in for just that a might little be. bit. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, it, this this could get ugly early. So could. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's turn our turn our direction to the trade deadline. So yeah, uh, the first huge there, trades. There really two two big moves at the at the start of the, or to begin this sort of trade deadline. And mm-hmm. the first one being uh, James Robinson to the New York Jets. Yeah. Uh, and then the second being Christian McCaffrey to the Rams. So what, what was your, I mean, we've had a, we've had a sample size of a week for those two trades compared to some of the other ones we've seen. So what, what were some of your takeaways from, you know, both of those trades, starting with uh, James Robinson? With James Robinson, I mean, definitely a slow start, but I mean, I could have predicted that, I think. I mean, it's pretty... You know, usually, I mean, not if your name's not Christian McCaffrey, then it takes a little bit to adjust mm-hmm. to a new team and a new scheme. I think Robinson will be in line for more work going forward for sure. Um, he's only projected like seven fantasy points if we're looking at it from that lens. Mm-hmm. But he, he's a talented guy. And is he anywhere near Brees Hall in terms of talent and explosiveness and anything like that? No. But... He'll get more carries, he'll get more touches going forward, and he'll be productive behind that, that Jetso line. And um, McCaffrey, too, though. McCaffrey went off yeah. against the Rams. You know, I think I think for James Robinson, I really wouldn't be concerned. This is There's always that sort of adjustment process yeah. where guys don't, you know, get a lot of touches to start. So it's really nothing to, to be concerned about, you know. Obviously, you know, 1.7 fantasy points, you know, since he's become, become a New York Jet has not been – outstanding but it's hard to hold anyone to a sort of incredible standard but mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey just sort of reminded everyone that kind of talent that he is and I think yeah. he was excited to be back in, <clears throat> in a culture where winning is the expectation you know exactly. beyond that 2017 team that made to the made it to the playoffs for Carolina Christian McCaffrey has not been a part of teams that uh, a win yeah. um, you know whether yeah, a good offensive yeah. line yeah like exactly that. and it's it's just been a mess for him, and, you know. Whether it's staying healthy or having pieces around him that are conducive to success uh, to make playoff runs, that uh, just hasn't been there. So, I, I think this piece not only solidifies him uh, as still one of the top running backs in the league, but it also solidifies that San Francisco is going to be a team that is playing in late January. Yeah. They should be. They sit at 500 right now, but it's a division that is up for grabs mm-hmm. for sure. And with a guy like McCaffrey, I mean, think about the weapons that Jimmy G has now: McCaffrey, Samuel, and Kittle. Like that's yep. that trio is nice. They really beat nice. the crap out of Los Angeles. They, and they were uh, they were the better team yeah. through and through. And that's that looks stale. I, they look stale. Yeah, I mean, and. They beat the crap out of Seattle too, and Seattle seems to be like yeah. the best competition with them in that yeah. in that division. So and they had no McCaffrey that week. That and was early. So it it really looks like they're San Francisco. This is San Francisco's division. Yeah. Uh, but don't, as Geno Smith said, they wrote them off 
but I didn't write back. Don't write off C- uh, Seattle. Yeah. Seattle looks pretty darn good, too. So Yeah, and the NFC is relatively weak this year. So, I mean, the Seahawks could make yeah. it in, too. We could, we could see two teams from that division make it in for sure, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, <clears throat> obviously, yeah, so just like we've said, uh, those two trades really setting setting the, uh, the tone for this trade deadline, and then we really got into yeah. the thick of it. Uh, sort of at the end of the week, yeah, Monday yeah. and Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. let's start off with with one of the first trades that I saw uh, was the T.J. Hawkinson trade. Yeah. And yeah. from a from a logistical standpoint, it makes sense. You're losing Irv Smith for at least nine weeks. Uh, you reinsert a, a valuable tight end who I have on my fantasy team, <laughs> and he has he has produced. He's had some incredible games. Um, you, you slot him into a lineup that already has Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Uh, the only question mark there with the Minnesota Vikings is, to me, is quarterback play and, yeah. and what they do with him in the long run. That's because, exactly what I was going to say. So, Kirk Cousins, you know, $84 million fully guaranteed to become a Minnesota Viking, but I, I just don't know how good he is. And, in fact, I think he could very well be the piece that is keeping this team from a deep run. He's not bad, but when he has it, he's fantastic. But there's a lot of just just plays where you question how, how much is he is he limiting this Vikings offense? A lot. I was actually going to say the exact same thing, honestly, because the question I posed in uh, my notes for this podcast was, does this trade possibly make them a Super Bowl contender? I think from a, a numbers and production standpoint, TJ Hawkinson will produce even more on this higher-powered offense and Kirk, when the brights, when the lights get bright, Kirk folds, and that's mm-hmm. that's what happens year after year. I don't think that he's taken them past the wild card. And these these Viking teams have been really really good, and this is probably the best team they've had mm-hmm. since Kirk has gotten there. And I still don't see them making it past the divisional just because of how bad Kirk is when he needs to be great, and he he just. That's the thing that holds them back, and I think honestly, whatever extension they gave him was was not. I mean, it's tough to find a franchise quarterback. Yeah. So you know they just went with the safe route, kept Kirk around, but will it get them to the next level? I really, I don't think so. Mm. I mean, well, they got rid of Mike Zimmer this offseason, that which was which was the best thing they've done, and yeah. then I believe they also moved their their general manager. But look at their primetime game against the Eagles just starting this year. Did it matter to the coach? No, they dropped seven points with Kirk against the Eagles. And the Eagles just plastered But then again, what week was that? Week two. Uh, So, you can look at it through that lens of, yes, they got dominated. But since then, they have have not lost a game. Kirk Cousins has had a long career. But there's there's also that to take into account. I still think that this team is very good. And, you know, I'm not really one for the, the primetime narrative. I think... Maybe there's certainly some truth to it, but it's not but, a narrative, bro. He's like oh for something in like prime time. It's crazy. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. But how much how much statistical coincidence is involved with that? And sure, you know, if you get to a point where he is what like you've said, oh and eight, it probably does factor in, in some capacity, but yeah. I think at the end of the day a game is still a game and I I'm taking the Vikings over a a, a solid majority of teams in the league. Hmm. How... Especially after this trade. Mm, I don't know. I mean, what are you thinking? NFC Championship? I, I'm thinking it's their division. Oh yeah. I think I oh, yeah. think that they win in the first round because <clears throat> they do. They always do great in the first round. Uh, 
I think that second round it, that it will be questionable because they I say they do well in in the first round, mm-hmm. but take that with a grain of salt because they got to play in New Orleans twice and they yeah. beat New Orleans twice. One of them was a miracle. The other was a late Kyle Rudolph touchdown. That wasn't even with Cousins. That was with Case Keenum. Like Cousins hasn't taken the first. Past the, the wild card. I believe the second one. Was. No. Cousins, no. The second, the, the Diggs miracle was Case Keenum. Was no, the, no, I'm talking about the touchdown to Kyle Rudolph in, in the next year. 2018. Oh, was that? No, you're right. That's so, right. I think, look, I mean, the Viking, like, they're still young and, and not really proven. But I still I still see them, I'd say, I, you, could, you could put them in the NFC Championship game. I think you could. I don't know. I... I, I'm not buying into Kirk Cousins. That's all. I yeah, I mean, that's fair. I yeah. mean, but then again, I always like to bring this up, but we've seen Rex Grossman play in a Super Bowl. You know, <laughs> we've seen Trent Dilfer win a Super Bowl. So it's like, we honestly have to see. And honestly, it, it's so early, too. I think it, looking at it through their 6-1, six, 7-1, six one, seven one, seven one. They're 7-1 yeah. right now. Where if, if we were still in the 16-game schedule, we would be halfway through the season. But so... We're film by the time we're filming this, we're technically halfway through the season. It might be six and one. I don't so, think they're by yet. I don't know. So there, there's something in one. So but yeah, they're they're a good team. I, a lot could happen with some yeah. teams that fall apart. Yeah. But if this team keeps its trajectory, which I, I see no reason why why it wouldn't, considering the the deal that they made, uh, they could totally uh, win two playoff games and find themselves in the NFC Championship game. I don't see it. I'll, I, I would say Niners and Eagles are op- occupying that championship game, and I would take better from Kirk Cousins to change my mind on that. That's fair. Yeah. I, I also feel like, though, the, the two best teams almost never make it <clears throat> That's true. To, to the NFC Championship. I mean, the, the, the famous graphic, I'm sure you know, is that, uh, that Final Four quarterbacks for 2017 it's tom brady uh blake bortles yeah. case keenum and nick Foles. Nick like Foles, so yeah. that's that's the beauty of the variability of football so it's true i uh, very excited to see where that goes but uh keep the minnesota vikings on your radar yeah yep and then the other trade of bradley chubb to the miami dolphins mm-hmm. that was probably that was the biggest one yeah I think. edge rushers like bradley chubb don't come along too often and the dolphins went out and got themselves a dog, and they paid him too. And they paid him five too years, one hundred nineteen million. Yep, they they're buying in, and buying I really in. like this move. Uh, I still think like they they are high octane offense. Yep. they add Bradley Chubb to <clears throat> solidify a very strong defensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Wilkins complement uh, yep. Jalen Phillips with yep. Bradley Chubb, uh, a, a very solid secondary. Xavier Howard who. People, people kind of forget he was, you know, he led the league interceptions. He's a very good corner, yeah. uh, very talented team. The the only question mark we we saw is if Tua goes down again, mm-hmm. uh, it's not going to be good. No, it won't be. Now, they cannot rely on Skylar Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater to get it done. No, and Tua's been injury prone since college, so it's not yeah. out of the question that we're not even talking head injury. He's yeah. had bad hip problems. Anything. Anything. So that's definitely definitely what would stop them. But I think they're a Super Bowl contender. I really do. When you add That's, an elite yeah. pass rusher and already have that type of offense, they have all the pieces. They they have built around Tua so perfectly. That's what you're supposed to do when you have a quarterback on a rookie deal, and they mm-hmm. they did just that. It almost seems like a like a mock of the Von Miller trade last year. Yeah. Uh, in a way that mm-hmm. you bring in 
even uh, Bradley Chubb is not Von Miller, though he is still a, a very talented younger pass than rusher. Von Miller. Uh, you yeah. but you bring it. It's just like that that mid season piece that you bring in yeah. that puts the cherry on top. So exactly. I, I really like this move by Miami. And that won the Rams the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. If they didn't have Von Miller, I can argue that yeah, they people, don't make it to the Super Bowl. There were people Bowl. arguing that he could have even been Super Bowl MVP. <clears throat> yeah. So just yeah. stuff like that really really makes the difference between uh, you know a team that gets to the playoffs and is good and a Super Bowl contender. Exactly. Exactly. So we, we sort of talked about more of the good trades, and now we're kind of getting into the, the not great Trades or or, or the the trades you put a question mark to. So, mm-hmm. first one that sort of comes to mind are you know you can either you look at the Bears organization. Yeah, uh, it's a nightmare. Yeah, they're gonna have a lot of money. So let's but... let's start with let's start with Roquan Smith. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Smith, I mean, I was talking with uh, John O'Keefe today, the Ravens fan, about mm-hmm. this actually, and um, it. I mean, honestly, that's decent compensation to get back for the Bears, a second and a fifth. I mean, mm-hmm. if you have a young player like that, you ideally want a first, but the rea- reality is not a lot of players go for first in this league, especially guys with expiring contracts. And yeah. so the compensation they got back is probably all they could get. For the Bears, I mean, if you don't, if they really don't want to pay him, then it is what it is. They let him go, get some p- picks, and it kind of mm-hmm. is what it is. For the Ravens, <clears throat> I don't know. He's a very, very good young linebacker, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure what their plan is. You still have to pay your quarterback. You yeah. have to pay, I mean, not too many other young players. They've already paid Marlon Humphrey and um, some other guys. So I- I'm just wondering where the money is coming from mm-hmm. for the Ravens and what yeah. their plan is. And that will uh, be interesting to see this offseason. To me, he seems a lot like a rental. Uh, I, I don't think he's staying around there long term. Yeah, that's I mean, but that's puzzling. You're really gonna give a second and a fifth for a rental when like th- this? They're five and three, but a very shaky five and three. Like, well, is it really the could, time to be getting a rental young linebacker? I, well, I think it actually adds to that point. Well, you know, we're a shaky five and three. <clears throat> Let's bring in someone who can mm-hmm. solidify our linebacker core mm-hmm. uh, against you know against the Giants defensively. They they were not great. No. They were allowing a lot of gashes. They were allowing a lot of red zone touchdowns. And yeah. I think if you bring in a talented linebacker, you really help to clean up some of those things. It does, but um, there are bigger issues with that team. You have no absolutely. offensive playmakers outside your quarterback. And Mark Andrews. But mm-hmm. even he's, he's had injuries. Yeah. Is he even the playmaker he is if he doesn't get so much volume? You could argue Lamar mm-hmm. is like their only playmaker, to be, yeah. perfect, to be honest. I mean... I myself as a J.K. Dobbins fantasy owner, he's he's had essentially one game where yeah. where he's been, you mm. know, that Ohio State caliber player. The yeah. rest of the way, he's just been a nightmare. And you throw the him on injury reserve. The explosiveness gone though after that ACL injury. Uh, that yeah. happens with players. I mean, I wouldn't say it's necessarily <clears throat> gone. I would just say that it could definitely Diminished. be a, a mental thing that where too. where yeah. you're you're very, you're so focused on, on stepping and not getting injured where that could really yeah. be limiting you and. Obviously, he's having that arthroscopic surgery to remove uh, some issue down uh, within his knee, mm-hmm. but it's it just stinks. And you know, it, like you said, it's a very like Swiss Army knife sort of offense. You know, you have yeah. you have guys uh, like Devin Duvernay who are you know playing receiver, playing back, uh, yeah. the same thing. Uh, Rashad Bateman's also done for the year. Yeah. Um, so they just announced that today he's having foot surgery. Yeah. So it, it's a very, like you said, it's it's just a, 
their offensive weapons are, are just such a such a question mark to the yeah. to the success of that team. And it's, to your point, it's a shaky trade for a linebacker. Like, I mean, it's also part of need, uh, a place of need, but it's not their biggest. Mm-hmm. And they are they going to pay him? Whatever, like. It, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. The only thing I could I could see is that them even trying to look back on some of their, you know, that that 2000-2012 model because th- mm-hmm. those two teams that won the well, Super yeah. Bowl were, were fantastically defensively. Yeah. And, you know, not to the discredit <clears throat> of any Ravens offense players. I mean, Joe Flacco had the postseason of a lifetime. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's just about getting the offense hot at the right time. Because, but if the defense can get them there, I mean, <clears throat> using that logic that works for them before makes sense as to why they they might be buying in and doing that. Maybe. Yeah. Um, the other Bears trade to think about is Robert the Chase Quinn. Claypool trade. Oh, I and, and well, Robert Quinn. Those yeah. two, yeah. That I mean, the Robert Quinn trade is, is that, it's kind of straightforward. Yeah. I mean, you know, you Old you guy. know you know this isn't your year. Yeah. You're, you're breaking it down. Send him to a contender. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, yeah. not really. Get it off your books. And, yeah. yeah. Especially for players that weren't going to get paid wherever they are. Get some value for them. Get some picks. Yeah. I think uh, the most notable thing is how insane the Eagles' defensive front is. Like, yeah. Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, mm-hmm. Javon Hargra- Hargrave. Then you've got Brandon Graham, yep. Robert Quinn, Josh Sweat, and um, Derek Barnett off mm-hmm. the edge. Like, that's yep. insane. Insane. And the Eagles just keep getting better and better. I think that's most notable because something like that is, ex- is expected from the Bears' trajectory mm-hmm. right now. But Claypool, is he wide receiver one? Will he rise to the occasion? Because he's no. never re- Hell no. no, really. Hell no. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Let's I'm hear not. it. First of all, he is a very tall wide receiver, physical wide receiver. Does not use his body to make contested no. catches. No. That uh, viral video of him against the five nine. Jets defender. Yeah. Did you see that? Uh, he Bodied. he also is a terrible route runner. Uh, his route running ability for someone, obviously that's not necessarily the expectation, but it is subpar. Yeah. Uh, his game awareness and his, his awareness of situational football, also disgusting. <laughs> Everyone good. remembers that clip against yeah. the Mike. It, yeah. He won't be. I mean, you know, you can, you can say whatever you want about him. He had a great 2020 season. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. Yeah. And taking on a kind of player like that to be wide receiver, like to get him to be to be the weapon for Justin Fields, yeah. how much do they hate Justin Fields? <laughs> like they're giving him nothing. Yeah. I mean, Justin Fields snapped the ball. It's like Eli Manning in the late 2010s, mid 2010s. He's yeah. playing, you know, five out of eleven football. Yeah. You know, I'll offer a counterpoint. I think Chase Claypool has athleticism. He has speed for his size. He has, you know. He's not refined in his craft, as you talk about his route running, but he has some of the traits that could make him very valuable to Justin Fields. I think he can be used in a variety of ways, and you know I think he has the potential to be something good there. But he might not be. He could definitely be a flop. I guess. I think it'll be interesting to see how Matt Eberfuss over there develops him. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. I think it, it was a bad decision. I don't know. I don't understand why you're trying to get your wide receiver one through the trade deadline when you're already trying to break the team down. Yeah. Tra- like it doesn't make any sense to me. Get some no. picks. Trade for some draft capital. If you want, go for a free agent or something. But why trade for someone who hasn't been great this year, mm-hmm. hasn't really been great since the 2020 season? For like It just it makes zero sense to me. And this is exactly the reason why the Chicago Bears 
are not good. Yeah, and why the Steelers are traditionally good is because they'll sell a player, a player like that yeah. that isn't really essential to their team and get a second round. Yeah, pick for them. So, they, it's that's a good argument. It's yeah. known the Philadelphia, or excuse me, Pittsburgh is known as the receiver revolving door. Yeah, you know, you have yeah. guys who stopped in there for a minute, like Emmanuel Sanders. You know, there's yeah. Edward Bay, like, and guys who do well there. Yeah, and it's it doesn't matter. It's like systemically, yeah. they can they can put and choose talented players or players you know who are NFL caliber and make it work. Yeah. So. I don't really think that Chase Claypool is going to blossom in any in any facet, uh, except become a liability <laughs> that Chicago will have to face in a couple years when they think about resigning him yeah. or extending him. Yeah, that's fair. I, I would tend to agree, to be honest. But uh, what else do we have? Kadarius Tony to Kansas Kadarius City. To- okay. This is interesting. I like talking about this. On. So as a, as a Giants fan. Yeah. I think it's great. People are like, oh man, why? You know, some people are saying, why do we trade him away? Mm-hmm. Uh, availability is your best ability. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna have more songs on Spotify than you're gonna have in-game <laughs> catches, like, I mean, what value are yeah, you I'm to joking. the team? You play, you played a handful of, you played a handful of games, and you know, sure, you can put that on on the Dable staff for not using Tony correctly because he doesn't fit into either Dable's mindset or Dable's game plan. I get that. He could want out for that, and I completely yeah. understand that. Yeah. But, you know, if you're not playing, you're not going to provide any any value to the team. So, yeah. and, and also, you know, the, the rumors of him not being injured, though, claiming that he was injured, it, it seemed like he wasn't really totally involved or bought in. I think it's it was in the best interest of both the team and the player to let this go, and mm-hmm. I think he could catch on in Kansas City. Kansas City, you, you have you have the face of the NFL in Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes can throw the ball to anybody, yeah. and, and let them make plays. Mm-hmm. So I think they could totally use Tony. Uh, honestly, some people saying that he could be a Tyree Kill 2.0 in some capacity. Mm-hmm. A lot of because no. he he has speed and that playmaking ability. I do question the downfield uh, pass. Uh, reception ability from Kadarius Tony that mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill has, and I don't think Tony does. Mm-hmm. But you could totally use him as another weapon in their offense. He could be very, very successful there. I think they will because Andy Reid is an offensive mastermind, and they could slot him in and they can make him a contributor immediately. I'm gonna go with the opposite side again. I would say temper expectations. This team already has Marquez Valdez Scantling. It has Mikkel Hardman, and it has. Um, who I forget, Juju, of course, at receiver. Mm-hmm. Those are three good players. They're better than, more proven at least, than Kadarius Tony. And we saw Tony had a ton of talent coming out of Florida. That after the catchability, I mean, the jukes he puts mm-hmm. on people. 189 yards against it. Dallas. Yeah. It disappeared. Uh, everyone, everyone points to that one game. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, some of the stuff he does is otherworldly. And KC can definitely use that. But at least for this year, I would temper my expectations because. I don't know. I don't even think he'll get a starting spot this year. I mean, you also have Kelsey eating up these touches. Like, they'll use Tony. But, I don't. I mean, getting more than five touches a game, whether, like, I don't, I don't see that happening. And that's, that's even a lot, I think. So, it'll take him time to get worked in. Plus, you have the intangible stuff that seems to be an issue. I mean, he never really caught on with the Giants, despite this massive talent. And you have to think it's got to be something... You know, maybe character concerns, anything like that. I wouldn't be so quick to put it on character concerns because honestly, the move didn't really make sense in the first place. I, like when to they traded, yeah, trading down and taking him felt like, oh well, mm-hmm. we couldn't get Devontae Smith, so let's get this guy. 
Yeah. You know, when we could have gone. It was a forced pick, I think. It, it, it just felt like, you know, and with the regime change as well, like, it just just bad timing. And I don't think he should have been a giant in the first place. Yeah. It's like, when I drafted him, I was kind of like, why? You know, like, like why? We did, I mean, get weapons for Daniel Jones, sure, but not to this capacity or not to this extent. Yeah. You know? I mean, the unfortunate reality is when that happens to some players, it ruins their career. And he yeah. had a ton of talent, but will he ever get the opportunity again? Maybe I, not. I think he can. I think he can. If he just he makes can. a couple plays they here can. and there. Yeah, but he's also very, like, unorthodox. Like, unless you have, like, a team that's, like, really committed to getting him involved and doing that type of thing. You know, like, I don't know if he, if he fits everywhere when he didn't fit with the Giants, you know? So, like, that kind of proves that point. He has a ton of talent, but, like, will the Chiefs put the the work in to get him incorporated into their offense? I think, they, I think they will. Because okay. because right. they got cause just because they got him for such low value, yeah. like, I think they're just going to find a way to slot him into that team and make him work. Like, it, mm. it just makes sense to me. So... Yeah. Um, another trade, mm. probably I, I would argue, the worst trade for who? Uh, the Calvin Ridley trade. But worst for who? Just probably the Jaguars. Really? I, I mean, I don't. What they even it. give up? I don't, I don't remember exactly. Uh, like late picks, right? Yes. Like so, Falcons traded Calvin Ridley uh, for a twenty twenty third, twenty twenty three fifth round pick and a twenty twenty four second round pick. Oh, I didn't know what the second. So, but I don't know. I mean, he is very good. I like Suspended it. an entire season. Yeah. It's like, why, why are you trading for a player that has not played a snap in close to a calendar year? Just discount for a wide receiver one. Young player. That's what. That's I exactly guess, what the Jaguars I need. Guess I guess. At worst, you give up a second. To me, you know, if to you me, give up a second... Trading for it's a player that is not playing will always be a not great idea. Until it is. Yeah, but hindsight's, you know, twenty twenty. I think right now, I mean, and we don't know if he's even going to, when he's going to start playing next year. Because he's, he's out for this season, and he won't be reinserted. And, and you, you're, in, you're going to Jacksonville. You're not going to, you know, a, a high-octane offense. I mean, you know, you Could have... Could be. Mm, Trevor Lawrence mm. has shown some big flashes, some great flashes. I agree. Here. I don't think the Jaguars are good, though. I don't think anyone agrees. I don't think anyone is going to say that the Jaguars are good. I don't. I don't think. I. I mean. You look. You look at that offense, and yes, they have a fantastic ground game. I think they could be really good with Calvin. They need one. They're one playmaker away from I think being a good team mm. and. Dude, Ridley's a good player. He's a young. I, I'm not. I'm not. Player. I'm not discounting that. You I'm just saying it's. A, I think it's a very, very it's, risky. It's trade very risky. That is no, not. That is. No. It's probably not going to work out well. It's just ballsy. because you know why? Because the Jaguars organization stinks. <laughs> that's that's if it fair. Was, if it was a good organization, if let's say, um, let's, what's a historically good uh, organization? Let's, let's say, talk about Steelers. Yes, yeah, Steelers, or or even Green Bay Packers. Why not? Wow. Historically That's good. Debatable. Yeah, historically. Competitive. Yes, They've yeah. been competitive. Yeah. Take him there, comes out of the woodwork, comes a contributor, becomes a very talented player. Yeah. Shad Khan is running a, a nightmare situation in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. 
It's a new staff, Doug Peterson. I will still hold the Jaguars organization accountable for hiring Urban Meyer and letting Tim Tebow trot onto the field for that team. So, I mean, that's that's why. I think that's really why it's bothering me. You, you, you've made all the right points. <laughs> he, is a, he is a playmaker. You know, he has Trevor Lawrence, fantastic yeah. player, good ground game to complement that. Yeah. It's the Jaguars. It is the Jaguars. It is. Uh, they they have been good. Blake Bortles took them to an AFC championship. They the have defense. The, the defense took them to an AFC championship. I'm, I'm saying they've made good decisions in the past and had, had good defense. They have good young defensive players right now. They have Trayvon Walker. Athletic beast. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If he, I, I don't. I still kind of disagree with him going first overall, but he has the traits at least to be good. And Etn, looking like a very very good running back. Mm-hmm. And stay healthy. If you can have Ridley, Kirk, and maybe Zay Jones as your receivers, then you're not too bad. You have a good young quarterback who, if you get to that third year and he all of a sudden has a very capable receiver. Look what happened with Josh Allen. By no means am I saying Ridley is digs. <laughs> but but you see what happens when you get more playmakers around a guy who's got yeah. a ton of talent. Yeah, that's a fair point. Just, yeah. But it's just because it's in Jacksonville for me. This yeah. Stuff <laughs> always seems to get mismanaged down there or, or slip through yeah. the cracks. No, it's, it's a fair point. You know, but let's talk about the Packers since we just mentioned them. And yeah, I, I they are a well-run organization. No moves recently. What are you doing? What have they been doing? For what the are you past doing? Three years. You, Why is Jordan Love getting drafted? What? This since then it's been they have not. What is it? They have not drafted an offensive weapon for Aaron Rodgers since something ridiculous. They had Christian Watson this year, but he has not looked good. He can't. I mean, the guy can't catch passes. No, the guy can't no. catch passes. No, I mean. Uh, Romeo Dobbs looks great he does for, look good. for someone that was drafted when he was. He had a bad like, game against Washington, but very good against Bills. He's nice catch. He, he, he's, he's a good player, and he's a rookie. He was a low-round yeah. draft pick rookie. Yeah. You cannot give Aaron Rodgers that kind of talent yeah. and expect and, him to produce at that same level. And Rodgers, because when yeah. you lose Devontae Adams, yeah. you're losing a future Hall of Fame wide receiver. Yeah. Of course he's not going to look as good. People are like, oh, you know, showing Rodgers really isn't that good. I mean, it, it makes sense. You take him away, you're any quarterback. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to look good. Rodgers doesn't even look bad. He still barely yes. turns the ball over like he always does. He just doesn't have the numbers because they have nothing for him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing, and it sucks. And they let Zedarius Smith go. <laughs> They're still paying him mm-hmm. to lead the league in sacks in TFL for <laughs> yeah. the Vikings. They're paying him $11 million this year. To do that for their division rival. Like, mm-hmm. how, how insane is that? And, yeah, you lose Devontae. And the ground game like, is another enigma in itself. It yeah. has gotten better. But, yeah. oh, my goodness, Matt LaFleur's mismanagement of, of A.J. Dillon yeah. and Aaron Jones. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Jones is starting to flourish. But, like, they, you got to run it with those two guys. And you, they, could, they're, you could make a legitimate argument that that is one of the best that it is the best running back tandem in the entire league. Yeah. And to not know how to use that correctly Yeah. as a head coach, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, I give Matt LaFleur credit. He comes in, you yeah. have a guy like Aaron Rodgers institutionalized into yeah. the Green Bay Packers franchise. I get it. He's done great. He's made the playoffs yeah. every single year. Yeah. He has not won an NFC Championship game, and he's no. lost the divisional round. No, no. That's a different story. Yeah. And he should, they should have they should have freaking gone for it instead of yeah, kicking yeah. it's the Buccaneers. But that's, that's a can of worms that's that we don't get over. Yeah. At what point 
are they going to really figure out how to use this offense and how to build for Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. You know, like that's really the essential question. And then at Packers fans get so caught up in the rumors that, oh, he might be leaving this year, or he's not coming to minicamp. I mean, put put yourself in his shoes, man. Yeah. You're not building around him. You're you know, a guy who's won you a freaking Super Bowl. Yeah. A guy who has who has been the best player on your team, arguably in the past fifteen years. Two time MVP in the past. Four, he, and he's won four. I mean, two time and two time yeah. in the past two. Yeah. And he's like overall. four, four Crazy. like. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, the the entire story of Aaron. I mean, that's an incredible narrative. If you want to look at it, sat yeah. sat in that. In the green room on draft night, fell, yeah. hated by Brett Favre. Yeah, you know, people. You know, you that famous Chris Collinsworth clip. You know, if Aaron Rodgers is their starter, things are not going to look good here in Green yeah. Bay. Yeah, like just that kind of stuff. And it's it doesn't like it doesn't matter to him. No, regardless of all of the criticism, the commentary, it does not matter. He has produced, and we all know that. But that's 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 my Packers tangent for the day. Just what they've done since 2020 to build this team is just like cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's exactly. off. Like from that 2020 draft where you take freaking Jordan Love in the first round. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just ridiculous. Oh my goodness! And he's not even a good backup. Like. It, like, if Jordan Love started, like, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt for a game and Jordan Love starts, they're going to lose that game. Like, they, yeah. you let Devontae Adams walk with no plan to get a replacement for him. And he's, like, the biggest difference maker mm-hmm. on the team outside of Rodgers. And it's mind-boggling. Like, you could hop on Madden franchise and run this yeah, franchise better literally. than Brian Gutenkunz does. Like, it's insane. And they paid Aaron Jones over, after, after drafting A.J. Dillon... And then proceed to mismanage them both. Like that's <laughs> it's like, like it's crazy. Like it's there's such a disconnect between Lafleur and Guten Kunst, obviously and, too. Like it. And I myself, I I am a Packers owner, so I do. I get I get I get that envelope in the mail. <laughs> I fill it out. I honestly I just keep the same names on there. The board is, has done a pretty good job there. They've done a nice job uh, uh, of. Being honest, being transparent with us, yeah. manager manager wise, general manager wise, they've done pretty pretty darn good in, in selecting their candidates. And, you know, it's gotten them to be competitive, and I think that's what you have to ask for as as a shareholder. But at some po- like like at some point, like something is going to need to elevate. Wait, you're uh, what are you talking? Owner? What? Oh. Yeah, the, huh? pa- the so the Packers are uh, publicly owned. They're only publicly owned NFL franchise. Really? Yeah, anyone. Can anyone, anyone, even if you're listening to this, anyone can theoretically buy stake and buy a share in the Green Bay Packers. You uh, you have a share. I have you. a share. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah. Did not so know I'm, I'm an, I am an NFL owner. Wow. You're an NFL owner. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. So it's like, at what point is that enhancement going to come? And I, I don't know. When are you going to get that bang for your buck, bro? Exactly. Come on. Like... Like, like, I mean, I'm a Giants fan through and through. Yeah. But when I see the Packers on TV, I want them to do well because that's phys- like that's literally my team. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's just it's it's hard to watch. Yeah. No, it it is hard to watch how that franchise managed. I think I could do better. But um, <laughs> I mean, uh, essentially, those those are the big moves of the deadline. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's, uh, some compensatory stuff. You have Chase Edmonds getting inserted into Denver, that yeah. Broncos country offense. 
Uh, Jeff must, Wilson to the Dolphins in turn. That could be that could be could sneaky be good. It could be because could that be. that is a that is a Mike McDaniel certified yeah. dog. Yes. Uh, he, Mike McDaniel likes using Jeff Wilson. Yeah, slotting yeah. him into the lineup. Yep. So I mean they could really be stepping it up. So it's 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 an exciting time, and I think you know we were sort of talking about this. You know, this being the biggest trade deadline in NFL history. Yeah. Could that be setting some kind of precedent, you know? Are we yeah. going to see more more trades rather than people leaving in, in free agency or in cut and released and and be signed? Definitely. I mean, I think teams, you know, are starting to... They see the Rams, first mm-hmm. and foremost. They see the Rams push all their chips into the middle of the table, say, you know, Fuck them We're all in. We're all in. Say like, fucking that year in 20, put it all in there. 2018, you know, and, they, they brought in all those guys. Marcus yep. Peters, Navikatsu, the laundry list goes on. And then Ramsey the next season, mm-hmm. mid- midway through, they go for him. So teams, uh, Von Miller last year at mm-hmm. the trade deadline. So teams saw that, I think, and are like, it could work. Yeah, we, could, mm-hmm. we could go to the Super Bowl if we do something like this. And you even have, like, Hawkinson. Like, that could be a short-term thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like... It, they might pay him long term, but they might only have him for two years or so. This is yeah. his, is it his third? I think it's his fourth year in the league. So they, they might only have him for a season and a half. Twenty nineteen draft pick, and I yep. believe he's eligible. They, they his already, contract is through the twenty twenty three season. Yes, yeah, so they get him for a season and a half, and there's a realistic chance he's gone after that because I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends. But teams are going all in at the deadline, and I. Give credit to the LA Rams for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm interested to see if we'll have, you know, a lot more sellers at the deadline too. And mm. you know, uh, yeah. obviously we look we look to Chicago. Yeah. Definitely Jeez. selling at the deadline. And, yeah. Um, like who even is on their defense uh, anymore? Dude. Eddie Jackson and what else? No. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't tell you anyone else to be honest with you. I mean, and it's you know, but it feels like for the Bears, it's just that recurring cycle. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, Trubisky set them back for sure. I mean, could have worked if Matt. I think if Matt Nagy wasn't uh, the kind of hard coach he was, yeah, it could have. I think it could. Trubisky could have been like a franchise quarterback. Is what you saying? He could have been good enough. No, I think so. maximum Daniel Jones. That's like <laughs> no, hey, no Daniel Jones. <laughs> All right, let's go. Come on. I mean, I really think. I really think he could have been. I mean, you know, and you know, pick and choose, and, and sort of say, oh, you know, what could have happened, but you know, yeah. I mean, I think I think Matt Nagy, coach of the year, is one of the the greatest jokes in NFL history. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was funny. That was, that was a, that definitely yeah. was a joke. Yeah, yeah. I think that just about wraps up. Yeah. This was a nice, nice shorter podcast just on the the trade deadline. Yeah, and it was an eventful one, and I'm glad we got to discuss it. We'll definitely be back with another episode or more episodes throughout this season because it's been a fun NFL season so far, and mm-hmm. there's a lot to come. You know, there's a ton of teams that could could end up competing, and we kind of went over that today. Yeah, it's it's wide open with everything. And um, check out the Instagram at American Sports Blog. That pretty much is home to everything. Just click that link; it'll take you to basically anything. This podcast is also available on. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and any uh, bunch of smaller platforms as well. So thank you guys for listening. Have a great day. Peace out.